Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can build your dream business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back. It is so good to be with you. I am your host, Laura Higgins. If we haven't met, I'm so happy that you're here. If you're new around here, welcome. We release episodes every single week. If you love what we do at My Business Playbook, then I'd love it if you would hit subscribe uh, or follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really, really love it, I'd love it if you left us a review. It would mean the world to me. I read every single one and it really makes me happy. So thank you so much for sharing the love. It means the world. Now, today we are talking with the wonderful Brooke Cousins of The Posy Post. Now, The Posy Post is a florist. It's essentially an online flower delivery service and she has built an incredible business and brand. And what I love about Brooke is that she's approached business differently. She came in, she disrupted her industry, and she's really built an epic business out of it. So this is her startup story. You're going to love this. If you want to know how to scale your business in a way that is sustainable and that is data-driven, you are going to love this conversation. There is some serious gold from Brooke in this episode. So I'm going to dive straight in to my conversation with the wonderful Brooke Cousins of The Posy Post. Let's do it. Well, Brooke, I am so happy to be chatting with you. We have known each other like quite a while now, and I feel like this has been a long overdue conversation. So I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, I know. And as before we hit record, we just kind of started chatting away and talking, you know, getting the update of where things are at. And I realized we just need to hit record so that we can capture all of this, all of the things that are happening. Many people following might have heard of your brand before. You run a business called The Posy Post. I kind of want to know present day what The Posy Post looks like, and then I want to go into how it started. So talk to me about present day. What does The Posy Post do? Okay. Well, thank you so much again for having me. I'm so excited talking with you. Um, The Posy Post is an online flower delivery service. Um, We're a little bit different to a regular florist. So we basically offer one style of posy that changes every day. Um, And then we have sort of like market bunches, plants, gifts, a few different add-ons. It has evolved quite a lot over the past seven to eight years um, from how we started it. But yeah, I guess in bringing it back to basics, we are an online flower delivery service. But yeah, we are quite different than a regular florist. Yeah. And I mean, it's been such a joy watching your business grow and I feel like you had what year did you start the posy post ah I was actually pregnant with my first son at that time so it must have been 2016 yeah yeah the first of December 2016 right so you started because I started like February of 2017 so we started at very similar times uh that's crazy But you've kind of become this institution in Newcastle, you know, a lot of, uh, because your delivery areas are Newcastle, Central Coast. Are you doing, do you do any other areas? Yeah, so we do Newcastle, Central Coast, Lake Macquarie um, and the Maitland areas as well. 
Oh, that's and that's like it's a big operation. The the things that you do are it's it's massive. So talk to us about where the idea for the Posy Post came from. Were you a florist or were you how did that kind of come about? So basically, I'm not a trained florist. Um, I do have experience um, in creative industries. Um, So when I left high school, I did fashion design at university um, and I also did a business degree. Um, And then I went to work at a, I won't name names in this podcast. Um, (laughs) I went to work in the fashion industry um, and I realized very quickly that that was not an industry for me. Um, so I then did a little bit of traveling, finished my business degree, um, came back to Newcastle and worked for sort of various organizations in sort of like the corporate space, I guess. So I did some sort of like marketing and events for, um, a surfing event. Um, and then during that time I was also working for one of the larger football teams in Newcastle as well. So my role there was in like consumer operations, um, specifically in like membership and ticketing. Um, so I feel yeah. like that experience was very, very helpful to the Posey Post in its um, beginnings, which was great. But essentially the idea started from working in that job. Um, so I guess I should say at the same time, I was also going down to Sydney flower markets um, kind of like once a week before I'd go to work just because I was love making flowers. I was just making up like these cute little bunches for friends and family, dropping it on their doorsteps on the way to work and just a few little things like that. So anyway. But wait um, one second, it, wait oh. one second. You say <laughs> a little thing, but for anyone listening, what time did you have to get up to, to do your Sydney flower market uh, trip? Yeah, so two o'clock, <laughs> two o'clock wake up. Um, so it was an early start. <laughs> Um, two o'clock wake up at Sydney by five o'clock, out of there by six o'clock, back in Newcastle by eight o'clock, stripping, prepping flowers, making the bunches, and then sort of starting work at nine o'clock. So it was a big day, but it was fun. I loved it. <laughs> I just love for anyone listening who who doesn't like understand the kind of lengths that you went to to actually just do that. You were just doing that for friends and family. Were you were you charging anything for that? No, no, no. It was all, it was all part of the fun. <laughs> That's amazing. Anyway, sorry, continue. So it expanded from sorry, there. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah. So the idea came from um, this job that I was working in. We, anytime like we needed to send out a corporate gift to a client or a member for, you know, a thanks, a congratulations, a condolence, whatever the reason was, the budget was always $40. And like, you just can't send anything in Newcastle for $40, let alone like a nice bouquet of flowers. So the idea sort of stemmed from that. And I guess at the start, it was like really just a hobby. Like it never really, I never really set out to make this a big, like a business. Um, It just kind of went that way organically, which was great. And I'm so glad that it did because we honestly like have the best job ever. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's where the idea sort of, came from I guess you'd say I guess then like the next step once we thought oh this could like kind of work we basically looked at all of the florists in Newcastle and I've actually got this like little I can probably share it with you I'd have to dig it up somewhere it's like this little hand-drawn graph so to sort of position ourselves in the market and because there was obvious there was an obvious gap there so, yeah. but we didn't sort of understand exactly how we sort of would fit into that market. Yeah. 
So to position ourselves in the market, we basically drew this little graph and we sort of picked one florist in Newcastle and said, okay, what's this florist doing and how are we going to do things differently? So Mm. I basically came up with like all of these little points. I'm trying to remember what was on them now. It was things like um, what type of flowers they had on offer, like how big was their range, did they have a delivery fee, how far did they deliver, Um, could you order online, what was the customer life cycle like. You didn't really know exactly what you were ordering, so that was sort of like a big one. And then also once you ordered flowers, you didn't didn't actually know if um, they were received or not. So they just got delivered, especially like when you're sending condolence files and things like that, you would never expect like a thank you or anything. So you never were really certain that the flowers were being received. Yeah, so we had like all of these points um, on this graph and we like dotted out these points and then we basically drew a graph of what the florist in Newcastle was doing and it kind of looked something like that like a an arch and then we basically did the exact opposite to what they were doing so then our graph kind of looked like that yeah so that's sort of where the idea kind of came from um in terms of like having a really small offering we had like the one style of bouquet it was photographed it was put online you knew exactly what you were ordering um the delivery fee was built into the pricing um, we kind of followed the journey of the customer life cycle. It was a really nice online ordering process. And then finally you sort of got like a little text message um, notification to say that your posy had been delivered. Yeah, so I guess that's sort of the, the basis of it. And so you went into like quite a saturated industry. There are florists everywhere uh, in the same way that there are hairdressers everywhere or like it's kind of a pretty standard offer that people have and you kind of went in and you flipped it on its head and I'm curious about you know how you started thinking about all right this business needs to be different what what kind of made you go I'm not just going to start a florist like everyone else what made you kind of drove you to go this has to be like exactly what you're saying I'm going to do the exact opposite what was your reasoning behind that um I guess the reasoning behind that was the when you ordered flowers it wasn't it wasn't a great process and it wasn't a Mm. great experience so I think that was like the ultimate trigger to say okay we actually need to be doing things differently yeah and so now fast forward to today you've been doing this for what seven eight years seven eight years I don't know where are we seven yeah eight eight this year yeah that's (laughs) crazy that's crazy so Now you've built an incredible team. You've got a location. You've actually, you have a shop front now, which for years you were just online only, right? How, how has the business shifted and how have you kind of, because initially when you started, you really disrupted an industry that was like, you call up your florist, you have no idea what you're getting. You just kind of say, oh, this is the kind of vibe. How much is it going to cost? You went and disrupted Mm -hmm. that industry. And now other people are kind of maybe like online or doing more things. How have you in the business that you have today maintained this level of we're continually innovating and we're creative and we're changing things up? How have you kind of maintained that? 
Yeah, I guess like a lot of things from the very start, like with our business, everything's happened very, very organically. Like obviously there is strategy and planning behind everything, um, but I feel very thankful that things came very naturally and organically at the start. Yeah, so I think like at the very start um, when we started the business, like one of the first things that we did, I guess like coming from my membership and ticketing and sort of consumer operations background, like everything that was kind of like drummed into our head is like data is king. And I just still have those words to me, like in my mind today, it's like data is king, data is king, data is king. I think it's like on repeat. So like from the very start, we captured like all of our customers' data and we were able to speak with them like directly. So Mm. it was really great in that sense. And we just had like, we were just like super consistent with things. Like we would post on Instagram with our daily posy at the exact same time every day. We would send like a daily email alert out at the exact same time every single day. And like there was just so many things like not working against us, but like we had so much advice against like what we were doing because it wasn't the right thing to do. Like for example, our daily emails it was like, oh, no, you can't send an email every single day to your email list. And we're like, oh, yeah. no, like, are we, like, is that incorrect? And we kind of tried a few different little things. But from the very start, it was like, no, that's that's what we're doing. And I think just, like, consciously making these decisions, even though they might not be the correct decisions, everything's so unique to, like, your business that it just has to fit fit within your business model, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess like from the start, like consistency, like was a really big thing, um, in terms of like keeping things fresh and like evolving things, like we've added a lot. So like gifts and, um, like we always make sure that we stay up to date with like floral trends and, you know, now we're sort of moving into becoming like a more eco-conscious florist. So like we're only purchasing like local and Australian grown flowers, Um, yeah, there's just so many different little things along the way that you just sort of make changes to and like, just keep improving every, everything. Like if something has been working for so long, um, that's great. But then all of a sudden one day it just doesn't work anymore. So then you just need to implement those changes. So yeah, I guess just, I don't know. It's just like little, little things over time that makes up like a big difference. And I love that. I love what you said about data being king. And because for you, when you started, you you kind of mostly did Newcastle, Lake Macquarie, right? And then you expanded to the Central Coast. How did you make that decision to go, there's enough demand here for me to warrant getting another delivery like route happening? How, how did you kind of, how have you made yeah. those decisions as you've, as you've gone along? Yeah, again, I think it's just been very organic. So, like, one day it's like, oh, we're selling all of our flowers and then we're selling out by, you know, 9 o'clock in the morning. Um, Wow. Sorry, I should just step that back a little bit. So, like, usually our business model is you have up until 11.30 a.m. for same-day delivery or you can pre-order, like, for any future date. So, yeah, we're getting to a point where it's like, oh, we're selling out, like, really early, like, we need to Mm -hmm. add more flowers for the following day and then we'd sell out those really early and then we just kind of kept, like, slowly adding, adding, adding. And then as we sort of, like, slowly expanded our delivery areas, again, it was just very organic. So, like, for the Central Coast, for example, like, 
we would expand to, I don't know what it was, Swansea. And then yep. we had quite a few deliveries around there. And then we would expand to Lake Balmora and there'd be a few deliveries around there. And then we would expand to Kwaiyong. And yeah, it was very like a lot of baby steps along the time, but yeah, always very organic. Yeah. that And that is such, I think as creatives and as entrepreneurs, we can kind of want to do, make big moves quickly and Sometimes that can be where things go wrong because we haven't dipped our toe in the water and, and moved slowly and kind of expanded and and let it grow organically. So I think that's such a good approach to yeah. how you've, you've built it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And like you sort of see businesses and it's like, oh, they're an overnight success. But it's like it's not. There's been like so much work in the past, you know, however many years to get to yeah. that point. yeah. And so like another thing that I think a lot of people would be curious about is you have built a really beautiful community. You've really like, that's one thing that I think of for you. It's not just your Instagram following, but your email list is, is super engaged. And as you say, you, you're selling out your, you've got people who are just whatever you put out there, they'll buy kind of thing. How have you done this? Because again, I don't know if necessarily other florists I'm sure they have loyal customers, but you've kind of built this cult following in a lot of ways. How, what, what do you think made, made that a success? What, is there anything, one thing that you could pinpoint it to? Yeah. Um, I feel our community are amazing. Like, and that involves like, you know, everyone, like customers, like staff, our team's amazing, our delivery drivers, all of our local growers, just like every single person who's involved in the business um, are just gorgeous, gorgeous people, I think. Um, I think like just having like a super clear message from the start and just being like honest and transparent goes a long way, I think. And just giving flowers is like a really, really special thing. Yeah, but I think from probably to answer your question, Laura, and we just we spoke about it briefly before we hit the record button, was I think I told you a story about Lucy, um, yeah. like our delivery driver. Yeah, and from the very start, I kind of realised that having like clear messaging and clear communication is going to be like really, really important with our business and like what we stand for and what our messaging actually is. Yeah, so Lucy said to me, um, just in general conversation one time, she was like, oh, I'm just a delivery driver. And I was like, whoa, hold up. I'm like, you are not just a delivery driver. You are the, one of the most important people in our business. And like you're out on the road, delivering the flowers, spreading sunshine, brightening people's days, creating moments of happiness, all of the things. So I think from that conversation, that made it really clear to me that we had to have really clear messaging around what our business stood for. Um, and I think you, Laura, helped me with that. So thank you. I'll be forever <laughs> grateful. <laughs> I think we did like a one-day kind of like brainstorming session around that. Um, yeah. yeah, and that itself was worth its weight in gold. So thank you. And our messaging like from that day um, is still the same today as well. Like it really hasn't changed whatsoever. Yeah, so I think yeah. the message is really important. Um, and I think like one other thing that we do, which I love – that a lot of other florists don't do is kind of like engage in different community organizations and events and happenings and things as well. Um, we have this like beautiful little community program that we do. It's called our one more smile program. 
Um, and we basically select like different organizations around the Newcastle community who are doing like amazing things. So um, it could be like volunteers or like people in need or people who just like need a little smile or a bit of a pick me up. And one of our favorite organizations we do things with is um, Meals on Wheels. So each month we give some posies to our Meals on Wheels and they add that um, to their clients' meals when they're delivering their meals. Um, And just like little things like that. It's um, like the lady who who organizes, who helps us with all of that, who works for Meals on Wheels. Like she said that some of their clients don't even see people during the week. The only people that they see are the people delivering like their meals. Um, So I think just, yeah, adding just that little extra posy, it's amazing like how much it can actually bring smiles to people's days, even if it's just for a short moment in time. It's, yeah, it's just really special. And I feel like to me that kind of sums up part of why you've been so successful is that you, like I think it's to do with you. (laughs) Like, I think you're very generous. (laughs) I do. I really do. And I I think you're very, you're generous in, and you are kind of on a mission. And I really love that you're really in it to not just create beautiful things and, and to have these beautiful like bouquets, but actually to really connect with, it's almost like the flowers are the the vehicle for you the to build this. secondary, yes. Yes. Yeah, it totally is. It ab- absolutely is. Just knowing that you've had a positive impact on somebody's day is like the best feeling in the world. It's so good. And like like you said, the flowers are, yeah, that vehicle to deliver that message. And like one of yeah. the best things in our job is like actually being able to read people's messages that they pen down on the cards and so, like, we have this little printer each morning, the cards come out, and just, like, flicking through all the messages. It's really special. It's beautiful. So, yeah, the flowers are a secondary sort of item, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I, I imagine for you, because it's a big operation, like, you're you're doing deliveries six six days a week? Five, six days a week? How many days are you doing? Yeah, so, yeah, it delivers six days a week, Monday <laughs> through to Saturday. Um, yeah, so it's a big operation. And like I said before, we have an amazing team. Like nothing yeah. could happen without them. Yeah. yeah, from like our florists, our delivery drivers, and my dad, he does so much, and my husband. It's all, yeah, it's definitely yeah. a team effort, that's for sure. <laughs> and I think the fact that it stayed really about the people, um, I feel like that's such – you can definitely sense that in your in your online presence and in you know having known you for for so long it's like you can definitely sense <laughs> that, that it really is is totally like it totally lines up so there's so many things that i think you just did so well like the the thing that i think you did so well in the beginning was you resisted the urge to make it complex like i feel like you just kept it so simple and easy for the customer to order. And I think a lot of people, when they start businesses, they try to do everything all at once. And I feel like you you just kept it simple. You became known for one thing and you nailed that thing. What would you say to someone who wants to start a business, whether it's a photography business or something else, like a, a totally different industry? What would you say to someone who's starting out when you think about how you've built this brand, what would you say is, is your like big piece of advice to them? Oh, that's a hard question. (laughs) (laughs) I think, um, I might have to think about that one. Um, I think you just need to start. 
for once, just start (laughs) something. And I think having a semi-business plan is like really, really required Um, just for little things and just to keep you on track yourself as well. God, I I feel like I could talk about so many things, (laughs) but I feel like, yeah, I don't know, just start, just start. Get your business plan together and just start. I think it's as simple as that really. Yeah. I think that, yeah, you've, you've definitely done that super well. And as you've kind of grown, another thing I, I feel like you've done well is you've been able to go from a one-woman team to a really solid group of people working with you. How have you scaled up your operations in a way that felt sustainable to you? Um. I think it comes back just to taking like little steps at a time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so for example, sort of like what I said to you before, like, oh, we kind of reached one milestone and then it was like, okay, where do we go after this? And then you sort of mm. hit that mark, that next milestone. Um, yeah, so I think it's kind of like once you're sort of reaching like small achievable goals to get to that larger picture, I guess. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's cool that your approach has been where it matters, you've been really objective and, and data driven. And then in the in the community element, you've been really people oriented and people first, which I think is such a beautiful because it's it's easy to be one or the other. And on one hand to be only think about the numbers or only think about the data and the milestones and the goals, or to only think about people and your customers and everyone else's feelings and then you in turn you miss opportunities or you you kind of stifle your own business growth because you're not thinking about oh what what are the numbers I need to be thinking about and and kind of totally processes as well yeah definitely and it's all like everything it's just like a big spider web I guess and everything works with each other and you know if one thing's missing, then other things don't tend to work and, you know, vice versa. So, yeah, it is like a big tangle of spider web, <laughs> so <Yeah>. to speak. <laughs> totally. Now, I want to I talk about your, like, how you've done this as a parent and as, because I know that your dad works in the business, your husband works in the business. For a long time, you were working, you were working out of your garage, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we worked out of our garage for probably the first three years. It must have been maybe even longer, actually. Like at that time, it was perfect for our family situation because like you said, um, two little boys. And at that time, my, um, I think Louis was about 12 months old and my husband was working as an ecologist. And I just remember him getting home from work one day and I was just like, I need help. (laughs) I just can't. So I was like. Bet, yeah. like Louie, like, like, yeah, trying to keep on top of him. And, um, yeah, the business was, like, really, really busy and um, managing only a small amount of staff at that time, I guess. Um, so being a parent mum in business is pretty full on. It's hard. It's really hard. But it's also a blessing as well, I guess, um, because I feel like I have had a lot of opportunities um, and time to spend with my little boys um, that some working mums probably don't get the opportunity to do so. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I guess there's positives and negatives to, to lots of different things. And yeah, you just, you just need a lot of help. <laughs> yeah. And I've watched two of my sisters run businesses with kids and especially in this, one of them is in the startup phase. The other has, they've got a really established business, but seeing them do that with kids, because I remember the, the grind hustle phase and I didn't have kids and it was stressful and it was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, what am I doing? And like, I didn't have a mortgage. I didn't have kids and it, it was challenging. But I really think mums who, or parents in general, who can start a business or can run a business and have kids in the mix, I think it's a juggle. And I'm not sure how do you, because your business is like your baby as well, right? How do you kind of negotiate those? It is my baby. Yeah. Yeah, Those two, (laughs) they're big priorities. How do you kind of juggle that? They are. I think like... You just need to, the term I hate more than anything is like work-life balance because Mm. I feel like that's, it's not a thing. It doesn't exist. Like sometimes I feel like I'm at work and I'm doing an amazing job and I'm being a great boss and having lots of fun with flowers and, you know, all those things. And at that same time, I'm probably being a really crappy mum And then there'll be days where I just have the best days with the boys and I'm being a great mom, but then like I'm probably being a crappy wife or the business is sort of like not getting as much attention that day or whatever it is. It's just like the work-life balance just does not exist. It's more Mm. like a bit of a roller coaster, I think, than anything. (laughs) But I think, (laughs) and you just have to do what's, what's best for your circumstance, I guess. Yeah, and again, it just comes down to the people around you. We have just amazing staff, amazing family. Everyone really is very helpful. Yeah, and I think that tribe in your business and a tribe at home, like for your family, is so, so powerful because if you're doing both of those things kind of and you're carrying, you know, in the business you're carrying a lot and then at home you feel like you're failing there too, it's like, yeah, understanding I think it's also there's elements in business where there are seasons where more is required or you might need to let go of stuff to go well I can't do this bit totally. anymore yeah 100% what have been those pivotal moments for you being in a, the florist industry like getting up at 2 a.m to go to the flower markets doesn't work when you've got a, a newborn or a, or a toddler right what have been those pivotal moments yeah. where you've had to go I've got to let this bit go yeah yeah, there's, there's a lot of them and they change all the time, I guess. Um, yeah. So, for example, like you said, you know, waking up at 2 o'clock to go to the flower markets. Um, <laughs> actually, what, Louis, Louis, when I had one, Louis came down with me a little bit. We got in our little flower van. We had a back seat installed and we had our little baby seat. And Louis did actually come with me on the occasion and he'd just be like surrounded in flowers and he's eating them on the way home. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> kind of gets to a point where I think maybe there was one time something happened I can't quite recall what it was and I was like oh no that's not working anymore like he can't come it's getting too hectic um and then throwing Toby into the mix as well and he was like so different to Louie like he was oh he just never slept to start with so that didn't work like he woke up every 45 minutes 
me and Tim had to take like shifts. So Tim would stay up till midnight and then I would make up, wake up at midnight and do the morning shift with Toby. So yeah, there were lots of things um, that you sort of had to make changes to for various stages of the kids' lives, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. So one of them, like you said, going to the markets was no longer an option. We were very lucky to have like amazing relationships with all of our growers. Um, so at that time they were like sending us photos of everything they got and we just had to be a little bit more organized and they all got sent up by, the flowers got sent up by a um, like freight, like a logistics transport company. So that was like the fix for that. Um, yeah. So I think just different stages of their lives, like everything just works until it doesn't. So then it's just about implementing some type of change, I guess. Yeah. That's a really cool way to think about it too, that, you know, you can have a system and it can, it can really serve you for a time or you can have a, an approach or a, whatever it is. And then I think the recognition of, okay, it's, this is, it used to work and it used to serve us, but now it's not working anymore. And having the confidence to go, all right, that a new problem or a new challenge has been presented and I can figure it out. And I think for a lot of us, we worry that, oh, but, you know, I kind of want to have security and I want to have, I want everything to be structured and safe and like, I want everything to be planned, but there's an element of running a business and I'm not a parent, but I'm sure running, running a business and <laughs> parenting where there's just chaos, it's just part of it. And so the, the identifying, okay, well, new new problem or new challenge new solution we're going to figure it out yeah I guess like everything's just figure outable like when it comes down to it like yeah everything nothing's a problem if it can be fixed yeah you just need to figure out what works and I guess Mm. recognize and acknowledge when it doesn't and that's okay too yeah. Like, gosh, we've done so many things in our business where like, okay, this will be great. And then it's just like epic fail. You're like, okay, well, that didn't work, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like- yes. And holding it lightly so that, so that if it does, if something doesn't work, you can go, okay, well, that's all good. And that's so important. How do you stay in your lane and, and stay creative? How, what does that look like for you? Yeah. Um, it can be challenging as a business owner because I guess like when I did start this business, like I just wanted to make flowers. I was like, yeah, I'll pretty flowers. We go to market every week. We get to make yeah. all these like beautiful bunches and interesting color combinations and do it work with like nature that provides, you know, different shapes. And, you know, it's all very like that side of it to me is the stuff that I really, really enjoy doing. And then the, like I actually do enjoy running the business side of things as well. Yeah. But yeah, tr- keeping things fresh and still being able to like work in that creative space, like is really important for me. Mm. Um, and that has taken some time, like, especially when the business sort of kept building and building, like I sort of defaulted to take myself away from making flowers because attention is just needed elsewhere in the business. Yeah. And I guess like, the pandemic was like a really good, not that it was good. No, it wasn't good for anyone. Um, but it was actually good for me to sort of sit down and realize like, what is important? Like, what do I actually want to be doing in this business? And like, what do I want to be doing on a day-to-day basis? Mm. And for me, that's, I just want to make flowers. Um, yes. 
yeah so then it was like okay so I haven't made flowers for a while so I want to start doing that again so what are some of the things where I can pass that off for other staff members to do or we can outsource it or whatever that is so I think that's yeah it's it's good to sort of I don't know and it's always like that um what's the saying like change forces change forces change I don't think that's the same but it's like (laughs) interruption like interruption causes change whatever it is so like you have um like the pandemic's a great example so Mm. everything just like went crazy and everything changed and it was all different but like it's kind of good when those things sort of happen sometimes because then it does force you to like bring things back to basics and figure out exactly what you want and like what you want moving forward and possibly set new goals or, you know, whatever it is. I think it's, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. And especially as creative, sometimes for us being backed into a corner where we're like, crap, what am I going to do? Like, that's when we kind of can go, oh, I'm going to rise to the occasion and I'm going to do what I do, which is create and like problem solve and come up with new ideas or new ways of doing things. And I feel like, yeah, it's so easy for us to get as things grow to move ourselves into the CEO position or the manager position and we we lose touch with the, the very thing we loved to begin with about like yeah, why we started absolutely. this thing, right? Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good to, to sit, take a step back sometimes mm. and look at – everything holistically again, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'd love to know if you were starting from scratch, if you were starting the Posey Post from zero again, what would be the number one thing you would do? Like what would be first thing you'd do? Ooh, um, the very first thing. That's also a hard question. (laughs) (laughs) I guess like something we could have done better for us is have like a really clear marketing plan from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think like starting, I just keep going back to data, like just collecting data straight yes. up from day one. So for example, um, oh, I mean like starting a business, I'm kind of assuming like you do all the basics, like you've got your website, you've got your yeah. Instagram page, you know, all of those little things. So I think starting to collect data even before you launch your business like is so important and then like once you're having this data and like you can just start building on that and then you can develop like retention strategies or loyalty strategies or retargeting strategies or reengage whatever it is and you're actually talking directly to your people you're not relying on all of the other platforms that come into play that in real time, like you don't actually have any control over. So I feel like capturing that data and then talking directly to your people from day one is so important. And then you have like all this data and you're able to track customer life cycles, I guess. So segment different things like it's, yeah. I feel like that is probably the number one thing. Because mm. a lot of people go chasing new customers when in actual fact if they just retargeted their existing customers or 
like sent an offer to their existing customers, they're far more likely to buy. And I think sometimes we forget about our existing audience, right? Yes, 100%. And they're already engaged with your business. So it's costing far less as well to re-engage with your existing customers rather than seeking out new customers as well, for sure. Yeah, that's such good advice. Well, final question here. I want to know what is next for the Posy Post? Where do you see the Posy Post going from here? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think like we're kind of at a point in our business where we, even though we sort of are expanding and having all these new offers and things, like we really are focusing on bringing things right back to basics. So just focusing like on our daily posies, um, just continuing like our delivery areas on a local scale. Um, but we do have some exciting things coming. Um, so we will soon be delivering Australia-wide, not with fresh flowers, but dried flowers and gifts. So that will be exciting. And hopefully that will be up and running sort of within the next few months, but it's taking a lot more time than I anticipated. So <laughs> it's not too far away. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We're very excited about that. Yeah. And then we've got like our new little shop here in Warners Bay. Um, yeah. So just seeing people in person, I've, I feel like after the pandemic, I've just like really craved that. So we're loving that at the moment. Yeah. And lots of pretty flowers and making people's days and creating moments of happiness will continue, I think. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, Brooke, you are incredible. And ever since I've come across your business and met you in person, I have really admired how you've approached business. You approach business with integrity, with a lot of intention. And I think the way you love your community is just really something I admire about you. And I feel like you are a bit of a force to be reckoned with. And I love, I love <laughs> that you've built, you've built this institution here in Newcastle. And I think, well done. It's not an easy feat what you've done. And I think you deserve all the success that you have. Oh, thank you, Laura. That's so kind. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I couldn't do it without like all of my amazing team and people like yourself along the way as well. So yeah, I feel, I feel very thankful. That's for sure. <laughs> You are amazing. Well, where can people connect with you? Because this podcast obviously goes like Australia-wide and all over the world. So the fact that you're now doing Australia-wide is super exciting. Well, it's coming soon. Where can people connect with you to find out more about you and also to like kind of stay in the know? Yeah, awesome. Um, so our website obviously is theposypost.com.au um, or you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram um, oh, we've just started a TikTok account, which I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was going to say, I was going to say you guys would do really well on TikTok. I would definitely follow yeah. that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like that's something we're definitely going to need to outsource because I just can't. I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Or obviously email us as well. Hello at theposypost.com.au. Perfect. Well, I'm going to link all of those things in the show notes. But Brooke, 
Thank you so much for sharing your journey and sharing your story with us. Super excited about what's to come for the Posey Post. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. I so appreciate it. Well, there you have it. That is the play-by-play for this week. I hope that you found Brooke's story inspiring and I hope that there's some little golden nuggets that you can take away and apply to your business. If you love this episode, please share it far and wide. Share it with a friend, share it with a business buddy who really needs to hear this. I love your work. I will see you back here same time, same place next week. But in the meantime, go get them. <laughs>